Hi, this is Lawrence Krauss, and you're listening to the CA. Is a divinely supervising father who, not just that there is a creator, but in other words, not a deist belief that there must be a first cause, but a theist belief that there's someone who knows and watches and cares. What does it mean to believe that? I think it has two very disagreeable implications. One is that we are subjected all the time to a permanent, unending, round-the-clock surveillance that begins at least when we're born, some would say before, and doesn't even quit when we die. There's no privacy, there's no freedom, there's nothing you do that isn't watched over. And then you can be convicted of thought crime. You're already guilty because we know you at least were going to think about it. This is an absolute definition of unfreedom. It's what Orwell means when he says that all totalitarianism is essentially theocratic. Is this for the weak? No, it postulates a hideous strength, to borrow a C.S. Lewis term. A horrible, unchallengeable despotism that could never be voted out or overthrown or transcended. And a parody, a horrible parody of the idea of fatherhood. I have three children. They don't want me to die, but I'm damn sure I'm not going to see them die. They will be at my funeral. That's my job. This father says, I'll never get out of the way. You'll be dead, and I'll still be here. And I'll sit in judgment on you when you're dead as well. You'll never hear the end of me. You'll never see the back of me. This is a hideous, again, tyrannical parody. And it's not a weak person speaking. It's not the still, small voice of compassion. It's the utter arrogance of absolute power. Welcome to The CA, a podcast about news, current events, and commentary on all things atheism from a Canadian perspective. This podcast carries the explicit tag and wears it like a motherfucking badge of honor. So if you get offended, switch off. The CA records each Sunday live from Apostasy Studios. For more, please visit our Facebook page for the latest news, updates, and previews on some upcoming shows. You can email us at theca at rogers.com, and if we're amused or tweaked by your email, we'll use it on the show. And now... Here are Michael and Dean. All right, hello and welcome to CA. Today is Monday, November 20th. I'm Michael. I am Dean. Uh, episode 34, brother. 34. 34. Come so far and yet haven't gone far enough. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking that, so, you know, it's getting on to the end of November and uh, March will be our one year anniversary. Look at that. Still have a, f- a few months to go, but yeah. yeah. Keep this up uh, as a weekly thing, then we'll be, we'll be well into it by then. Yeah, well, so, I mean, if we, if we do one a week, right? So that's, that means we'll have to do, we'll be cel- celebrating our 100th episode just before a two-year mark. Correct. <laughs> four, so. four weeks prior to two yeah. years. I did maths. <laughs> Yay. Uh, how you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. Yeah? I'm arguing with somebody over climate change on Facebook right now. Who's the moron? Carlos Rivera. There you go. <laughs> Hi, Carlos. <laughs> climate change is a real thing, brother. Um, read a book. Um, okay, so we got a bunch of uh, news stories to uh, to get to. Oh, but just before that, I didn't do a news story on it, but uh, you saw who, di- who died today, huh? Yes, yes, I did. Yep. Mr. Manson. Yep, ding dong, the kook is dead. Um, and uh, who gives a shit? Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, I didn't even know he was still alive, and the fact that he's dead just yeah makes makes your day a little brighter. Well, 
it's uh, you know it's it's one of those things. Like I'm I'm reminded of the first thing I thought when I heard about it was something that uh, um, Christopher Hitchens said in one of his debates when he was talking about when he was talking about morality and when he was talking about um, stuff like the golden rule and stuff like that. And he said, uh, he said, the golden rule breaks down when you start to think about it. He said, yeah. you know, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. He says, he said, well, what do we do when you're, we're presented with someone like Charles Manson? Yeah. I want him treated differently than I want to be treated myself. Correct. So how does, how does that work? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's funny because if you look at the, uh, like in the Bible, the, uh, do you know what the, ab- actually the first commandment is? In the Pentateuch, of all six hundred thirteen. Yeah, you have, you're supposed to uh, um, um, hold this God above all yeah. others and love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul. Yeah, and uh, and then the second commandment that Jesus uh, Jesus apparently talked about later on in Matthew was uh, the second commandment was to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, which also uh, no, uh, <laughs> you you can't. That's not realistic. Right, you can come close, right? Um, but it doesn't matter. How, at least in well, my it depends. Opinion. It depends what she looks like, right? And how, <laughs> how how well you want to love your neighbor? <laughs> exactly. You can love your neighbor, just don't love your neighbor, <laughs> and don't cover. Uh, don't covet their ass. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Even if it's, a, if it's a sweet ass, what if it's like a really sweet? I think ass? it's a covet covet their oxen or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. We don't want to get uh we don't want to get Roy Mord up in this. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible now how we have and I don't want to minimal uh, minimize um the the seriousness of the shit that's going on, but I put a, p- a post out there on Facebook earlier today. Um he was he has fucking doubled down so many times. He uh, a fucking piece of shit. Um and the the thing like I put in my Facebook post, the thing that bugs me most is that he tells himself he's a Christian. Oh yeah, and he's any he, him and the people around him are like, oh, he didn't do anything all that bad. Yeah, and the hard part is if you read the Bible, he didn't. <laughs> like if you if you adhere to the Bible, what he did is really not that horrible. Yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of shit you can do that is really isn't that. Oh yeah, that horrible. We, if you we have to some the Bible. stuff. We have some stuff yeah. in the news to talk about when it comes to that. Like keeping slaves. Oh, I. I <laughs> Like you peeked in my news story. <laughs> I did. Uh, I don't know. We might be talking about slavery. Um. So, all right. So we got a bunch of uh, of new shit to get to. I did do up a fallacy okay. for today as well. We'll see how well. we got. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. We got a lot. I, I was make. I was uh, actually listening to um, atheist experience atheist the atheist experience earlier today. Yeah. And there was a call the one from yesterday. Hmm? The one from yesterday? No, no, no. It was just some random YouTube show. Oh, I don't okay. know what the date was on it. Um, and uh, somebody called in about uh, slavery, and mm-hmm. Matt put him to shame, as he often as he does. does. <laughs> as he does. He did. He did that thing. He does. Um, yeah. So our first news story comes from uh, Hemnet Meta, from the uh, friendly atheist. Blogs at Pith at Pithio. What is with my fucking tongue? Pithio. Pithio. It's all tired. P- yeah. <laughs> Pathios. 
uh, Mercer County Schools in West Virginia, um, there's apparently a quote-unquote elective Bible class there. Okay. It's been offered for more than 75 years to students in elementary and middle school. Now, uh, Hemnet writes here, he says... Is it a busy class? I don't... Well, it's what's interesting. So it says, there's a reason why elective deserves to be in quotation marks. It's not really optional, he says. Students who didn't take the class were bullied over their... Uh, uh, bullied by their peers. And there were multiple indications that the, the district's administration and staff wanted students to take the class. For example, they didn't offer, offer an alternative class during the time that the Bible course was being offered. Nice. So it's like, so we have the Bible class... Or we have... Get beat up by your friend's class. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'll, take, uh, I'll take Bible for 600, Alex. Um, yeah, so... And what's funny is that... Uh, so Henry goes on, he talks about He says, you know, he says, if this, was, if this was a class that was teaching the Quran, for example, he says Fox News would never shut up about it. Yeah. Right? And he goes on, he says, need, need more proof that the class belonged in a Sunday school rather than a public classroom? When a reporter asked the district if she could sit in on the classes, they wouldn't let her. Perhaps they knew it, an outside observer uh, would recognize the laugh, lack of objectivity. But, but the FFRF to the rescue, cool. the Freedom from Religion Foundation, filed a lawsuit earlier this year to put a stop to the class. In May... The district said it would suspend the class for a year while administrators took another look at the curriculum. Sounds great, right? Um, Here's the problem. (laughs) Um, We're talking about West Virginia. Yeah. Okay. So here's what the ass, I mean, judge uh, in court. That was, that's me. That's not him. Yeah. Um, It says, unfortunately, a judge tossed out the FFRF's lawsuit yesterday saying it's pointless to continue debating since the class isn't being offered right now. What? Oh, was it summer or something? So, <laughs> so, this, so the district said, we'll put the class on suspension. So when it went before the court for a preliminary hearing, they oh said they're not offering god. the class, and they fucking tossed out the lawsuit. Oh my god. Dismissed it. So who knows how much money was spent to yeah. put this shit together. I mean, I don't know what it costs to do. I imagine it's not super duper cheap. It's, yeah, they got to get lawyers and time and all that. To file a lawsuit. Now, the FFRF does have, this is what they do, right? Yeah. They have, they have a full-time staff of lawyers, and all they do is sue religious nuts, which is fucking awesome. Um, but that's all they do. So, uh, so that happened, which, uh, it, it's, it's just so, so backwards. So you have, and you can be sure that someone like Betsy DeVos had no problem. Oh, not at all. With this, right? But what's interesting, what made me think about this is, so Betsy DeVos is all about these vouchers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, 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 no. We'll give you the money and you do what you want with it, right? Yeah. So if you want to take your kid out of public school and stick him in Jeebus school, <laughs> cool. But here's a public school that was offering this course. Yeah. So that's quite a, that's quite a, a line to try to walk. It's like we, well, because she's not going to bitch and complain about a public school teaching a Bible class. But at the same time, if all the Jeebus freak parents pull their kids out and stick them in Jeebus schools, there's no fucking class to teach anyway. You know what I think would be cool 
um, which that would never happen. But if they had their Jesus class, right? Um, and at the same time, during the same thing, you can choose. It's an elective, so you right. can choose <laughs> to take the Islam class. Yep. Or the Hinduism class, yep. or the Buddhist class, or the whatever. Judaism, or whatever. Yeah, Any all that stuff. Any religion that they want. At the same time. Sacrilege. Heathen. So, why don't they offer that? Um, because West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're always talking about teach the controversy um, in science class. There's don't you quote Wendy Wright. And there's, don't uh, and you there's fucking, evolution. Don't right? you quote Wendy Wright. Teach the controversy oh, and Jesus. let the students make up their mind. Teach them about all religions, religions <sighs> and make the students make up, let, make up their minds. Did you see that interview Richard Dawkins did with Wendy Wright? No. I'm talking about? Okay. So, everybody, here's your homework for this week. Uh, go into YouTube um, and smash your head against the computer. No. <laughs> um, just do a YouTube search for Richard Dawkins' Wendy Wright. And that's is that, she the 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 yes they're in a building nutbag yes and, and she's talking to yeah okay yes. I've seen that yeah so and that's where I thought you got it because she's the one who says oh I think we should teach the controversy yeah and it's like for concerned mothers of America or something like that and anytime you put concern like something like that or you know family values mm-hmm. or heritage or something like that you can you can take out any one of those words and put in religious whack job yeah. And then you don't have to change the rest of the title. It's always the family something or other. Yeah, family, family this, research family council, um, family you know family values or so uh, whatever the fuck it is. It's all dumb. No, but I've seen that. Yeah, and she was she was going with the and it was a movie for for that Dawkins made based on his uh, God Delusion book. Oh, the Unbelievers. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. I I missed that was the first opportunity that I would have had to meet uh, Richard Dawkins. Oh yeah. They did a uh, they did a VIP book signing thing. It was oh, okay. uh, Dawkins and Lawrence Krauss. And they did it at, um, shit. Uh, shit, fuck. Um, <laughs> there's a hotel um, right at the corner of, right across the street from the Royal Ontario Museum. Fuck, I can't remember what it's called. It's a hotel across yeah. the street from the ROM. Um, I can't remember what it's called now. Anyway, that place. Okay. Uh, and they had, they had a VIP book site. They had a big lunch thing and stuff like that. Yeah. It was a, it was bad timing, and it was only for like two hours, and it was like five hundred bucks. Um. So and I I could, one I couldn't get the opportunity to get time off work to do it until it was like, yeah, six hundred bucks for lunch. I mean, <laughs> INR this year was six hundred bucks, but it was an entire fucking weekend. Exactly. This was like two hours, and you got to meet a lot more than just Rick, yeah. Richard Dawkins and Lawrence Krauss. Yeah, this was two hours and a sandwich. Well, I don't know if it was a sandwich. I don't actually know what the food was, but I'm sure it was great food. But uh, but yeah. But anyway, Wendy Wright is fucking. Ah. And when you said teach the controversy, yeah. my my eyes felt my eyes started rolling back into my head. Well, they keep they keep saying that they keep. Teach Where's the, the con- There's no controversy. There is no controversy. There's a controversy between you, but if in science there yeah. is no controversy, and so you cannot bring your religious beliefs, crazy magic theories. Into yeah. the science class. She loves fucking God. Go ahead and teach it all you want in religion class. Yeah. But keep it out of science class because it's not yeah. science. And there is no controversy among the science scientific community. Yeah. She loves God of the Gaps. Oh, yeah. She they loves God of the Gaps. Oh, you know, where, where, where are the transitions? Where are the transitions? Here. Yeah. Oh, now that you got two gaps. Exactly. Where are the transitions? Here. We've got a line of like 
I don't know. I don't even know how many fossils, but it's like 30 or more fossils from Australopithecus all the way up to modern man. And you can see it change. Yeah. And it's like, nope. Where does Crocoduck fit in? <laughs> <laughs> or or Bullfrog. They were Did talking you see about that? that. Yeah. It was, uh, was actually, it was the atheist, exper- atheist experience. And... Ray Comfort called in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like a whole show, like yep, an hour of him and like 45 minutes or an hour or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Talking it out. And it was... And he just doesn't get the concept of speciation. No. He doesn't get the concept. He's saying... He's saying... Because they're saying, we, we, we have done it in a lab. We've raised fruit flies or worms or whatever. And they've changed to the point where they can no longer interbreed. And right. that's a speciation event. If you can't yep. interbreed with what you start at, you've got a new species. He doesn't understand that. No, but I, the thing is, the thing I, is, the I thing, think it's the, willful ignorance. The thing that I that I want to explain to people who don't understand a speciation event: if you start out with fruit flies, okay, and say we could test it for millions and millions of years, okay, and you ended up with an aardvark. Okay, right. at the end of this experiment. Because you started out with a fruit fly and you ended up with an aardvark, you'd still call it a fruit fly because yeah. that's what you started with. Yeah. It would never not be a fruit fly in your eyes. Mm-hmm. But an aardvark can't mate with a fruit fly. It's a different species. Yeah, that'd be painful for the fruit fly. It would fly. still be a fruit fly in yeah. your eyes because you started with a fruit fly, you end up with a fruit fly. But it's a different species. Yeah. Get this through your friggin' head. There's another great one online. Uh, I heard from Rachel Landon Brown, uh, who used to be... She was on Dogma Debate for a long time. Yeah. And she's a paleontologist. We're friends on Facebook. And uh, she's she's awesome. It's Rachel Landon Brown. You can follow her. She's great. And she's a fucking real-life paleontologist. Yeah. In Texas, digs up fucking dinosaurs. <laughs> and she did this thing called uh, on one of the episodes called the Civet Test. Mm-hmm. And it starts out as like a, as like a cat thing. Yeah. And it goes along showing all of the transitions and going, okay, so at one point, what is this? And you're like, this is a squirrel, raccoon, duck frog. Yeah. Because it, it fucking could totally, I'm making that shit up, yeah. but it totally fucking changes. And she takes the time. She takes a couple of hours and goes through this whole thing, speciation. She's like, this is what it's like. These small mutations over time, small, 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 new species. Yeah. And exactly what you said, can't mate with the previous one. Yeah. Period, end of sentence. I think Ray Comfort is willfully ignorant. Well, he's got the whole kinds thing in his head, right? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Comes from, it's, it's not a different kind. Yeah. Kind is not a thing. And it's a word you just made up. I know. But, well, it, it does. it's in the Bible. So, but the problem with that Ray says is... Well, no, he it's a word it's, in the Bible because it says they brought... Two of every kind of animal. It's a word in the Bible because they didn't and, fucking know any better. But he said two of every kind of animal. Yeah. That's a fine sentence. But they took the word kind and turned it into something. Yeah. Two <laughs> lions is a kind and two tigers. Yeah. And all this a completely stuff. different animal is a kind. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Yep. <laughs> and so, but uh, I thought it was really funny because, um, and, and comfort goes at it so smugly. He'll sit there and he'll say, can you show me, you know, uh, we, we haven't seen macro evolution. You know, show me where something turned. And, and uh, there was a debate that he did with the Rational Response, for, Rational Response Squad, uh, Brian Sapien. Yeah. And uh, he did it at uh, this church in, in New York City. Um, and sat there and he said, you know, he, took, he used Australopithecus afarensis. 
and then another another hominid species. Yeah. And he's like, well, what did it? And he looks so smug. He's like, and what did that change into that wasn't, you know, that, that was different? And he's he's like, no, 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 you don't understand. And but Brian Sapien explained it really, really well. He said, he said, evolution is like is like taking steps. He says, we're taking one step. Will take you from you know from like you know like through the through the the evolutionary chain. Yeah. He says, explain to me how you, and and she said, but walking a mile gets you to the other side and to the speciation. He says, tell me how you can walk a mile not taking one step at a time. Yeah. He says this is how it works. He said when you get to the end of the mile, that's the speciation event, like you said. And I think that comfort is because it has to fit his narrative right yeah because if it doesn't fit his narrative he's got nothing well it's even uh, uh richard dawkins uh in ancestor's tale he talks about it how hold on to your mother's hand and she holds on to her mother's hand and her mother's hand and mother's, mother's, mother's and it, you continuously hold on to your mother's hand back and back and back and back and back and back and back mm-hmm. and you can and at that point like you stop and you walk along that line of mothers holding mothers' hands, eventually you're going to get to something that doesn't look quite so human. Yeah. yeah. And there isn't one that you can pull out of the line and say, this is no longer a human. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And there's a good, um, he also explains it, uh, he, he calls it the, the hairpin curve. He says, when you go back far enough along and you make that hairpin curve, yeah. you can go from human to dolphin. Exactly. You can go from human to aardvark. Well, that's just it. Like in Ancestor's Tale, it's the whole thing. You can start with any modern animal. And go back he decides to start with human because yeah. that's what we are. But you can take anything. You can start with a horse. Start with a daffodil. And work your way back throughout the line until you get to the single species that created us all. Yeah. Yep. Fuck you, Ray Comfort. <laughs> um, hey, so let's move, uh, move on to our next uh, news story. Um, now, uh, th- uh, this I found interesting. This is also from uh, the Patheos blogs. Friendly Atheist. Um... I found this interesting. So, you have always talked really specifically about how you don't push gender anything on your son, Sp- specifically your older son, mm-hmm. because your younger son right now, he doesn't care about shit other than what he can put in his mouth and run around. <laughs> um, He's very rough and tumble, though. But your older son, you know, like, you know, if he wants to put on lipstick to look pretty, whatever, it doesn't matter, like that. Okay. So, um,. <laughs> uh, Mattel has just announced a new Muslim Barbie. Really? Yep. Awesome. Complete with a hijab. To celebrate the American Olympic fencer, and I'm going to holy fuck <laughs> this name up. Ibih- mm-hmm. Miss Muhammad <laughs> uh, is her name. Um, I see that. <laughs> look at it. You tell me what her name is. Thank you very much. Do, do, okay. do, do. Yeah, exactly. That, that Ib, ain't easy. Ibtahad. Ibtahaj. Yeah. Ib, Ibtahaj. Yeah. Thank you very much. Make Ibtahaj, it I think. seem like I wasn't uh, able yeah, that's to a difficult read a one. name. I don't know how to read these names either. Okay. I may be brown, but that doesn't mean I just automatically know. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're not the right shade of brown. <laughs> that's right. To know that. Um, anyway, some people are freaking out. Of course. Yeah. White people? Well... <laughs> So, the company has gradually incorporated diversity into its dolls, and in recent years, um, and is now making the Muslim incarnation, according to Newsweek magazine. What 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 doll is? It? Is it a Barbie? It's a Barbie okay. brand name Barbie doll. 
Well, they had a black Barbie a long time a while ago, right? Yep. That probably made some people upset too. Yep. Uh, Muhammad, uh, thirty-one, is well known for being the first Muslim American to wear hijab while competing um, for the for Team USA at the Olympics, which I think which I think is cool. Yeah. Now. Uh, she said, I'm proud to know that little girls everywhere can now play with a Barbie who chooses to wear hijab. This is a childhood dream come true. And this is where we part ways. Yes. <laughs> uh, Did you choose to wear it? Yeah. Some people have cheered the move as an advancement, saying it gives representation to Muslims. But not everyone sees this as accepting. Uh, others have used the opportunity to spread hate against Muslims. Um, even calling a boycott of Mattel. Claiming the company, listen to this, and this is from some of the tweets mm-hmm. that Mattel received. Uh, claiming the company endorses the oppression of women and Jew haters. Jew, what? Yep. Now it's why now, Jew haters? Okay, because it's no big secret that a lot of um, people in Muslim, a lot of people in Muslim countries, I'm not going to say Muslims in general or anything else like that, or certain people who follow the Islamic tradition, are not super fond. Of, Jewish, of, people, yes. of Jewish people, okay, and I think what they've done so is they, they just made, take, they made a Jew hater Barbie blanket fucking statement <laughs> Jew haters, um, which I thought was which I thought was funny, but um, do you remember? I remember when this whole thing was coming out. You remember how Nike uh, made the hijab with a little Nike symbol on the mm-hmm, side, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there were some horribly um, horrible, sadly kind of funny memes floating around Facebook. for a little bit there. Um, including, and this is, this is horrific, and I don't endorse this in any way, but I couldn't help. So I had this rule, right? When it's funny, I laugh at it. Okay? <laughs> and so, there was the one with, you know, rocks with the Nike symbol on it. I don't remember this one. like, stoning the women oh, who right. don't uh, behave. Yeah. So, it, I understand. Okay, is it possible that there are women who choose to wear the hijab? Sure. No, um, I'm they, sure they all believe that it's their choice to wear it. Because that's until the they fir- were indoctrinated as children. And this is, what, what I'm reminded of is the, by this is um, Eddie Murphy, right, in Delirious. He talks about this. He talks about black slave coming to North America, and his line was, "He's like, you know, he's like, I'm quite sure the first dude that got off the boat said, suck my dick.' Yeah. When the guy's like, you know, says, bail this hay, motherfucker.' The guy's like, and then the guys with whips like, <laughs> and the ones behind him like, uh, we'll bail the hay, just yeah. back the fuck off with those whips. <laughs> um, and so you can say whatever it is you want, right? And you can. I think at least, in my opinion, you can say, oh, we're empowered. Well, this is a choice, this and that. Um, until you try to take it off and you get the absolute supreme fuck beaten out of you by someone in your family. Mm-hmm. Or just walking down the street and someone sees you exactly. and beats the shit out of you. So That is not a choice. Now. As much as you want to believe that it's It's more choice of a choice here, right? Unless you're in a hyper-fundamentalist family. If you are, if you are a Muslim, if you are raised, uh, like raised in the Islamic tradition and you leave a place like Iran, for example, and you come to Canada and let's say you, 
you come here to study and then you break away from your family and you leave your family behind and all that stuff and you take off the hijab and you're like, fuck this shit, I'm not doing that anymore. You can totally do that in Canada. Yeah. But if your family's here, right, and you, you see here the stories of, the, you know, the fathers driving the daughters to school and stuff like that, all these other things, or, you know, the, the brothers or the cousins or the nephews being their, their escorts and stuff like that. No, you're going to get the shit kicked out of you. And so I think calling it a choice, I think is saying the wrong thing. And I, I could well be wrong. Um, but I, I almost feel like choice is more like the illusion of choice. Yeah. And not really choice. Well, it's like, if you raise a child in religion, always telling them that God is real and God hears your prayers and blah, 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 that child isn't making a choice to believe in him. They just grow up believing he's real. Yeah, because you can't choose so, your beliefs anyway. Exactly. Like, they just, they, they, they never really challenge the thought. Their parents told them, and why would you, why would your parents tell you, tell you something that's wrong? Right. And it's just, they never really challenge their own thoughts. They just grow up believing it. So right. these women... Never really challenged a thought. My mom wears a hijab. My aunt wears a hijab. All the women I know wear a hijab. I'm just going to wear a hijab. And then they grow up believing it's my choice to put it on because somebody asked them. Right. That was never really their choice. Yeah. It was just indoctrination. Um, Oh, hey. I found... uh, Before we get into our next news story, I found something out. So remember last week... Was it last week? Yeah. When... Yeah. When we were speaking about the Jewish man who had the asthma attack that died. Huh? Remember we talked about this, the, the Jewish man who had the asthma attack and died and the family went to Cork to get the injunction to keep him on life support? Oh, right. Okay. He didn't, I didn't he realize. Didn't yeah. The, uh, right. Uh, right. Okay. I didn't realize an asthma attack. So I, I reached out to my friend. Mm-hmm. Organ donation is not a thing in Judaism. Oh, so they, yeah, that's right. That yeah. they don't even like autopsies. No, or Yeah. Um, in, in strict, um, forms of Orthodox Judaism, not even an autopsy, but organ donation is not a thing. And because well, you can't cut somebody open, you're not going to be able to take their organs. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, yeah. It's like, just rip. I didn't cut them open. I swear. Um, no, but so the, and the whole thing is basically we're waiting for the Messiah and we need to be intact when he comes. Oh, right. Yeah. Do they realize how a body decomposes? Um, I don't know, but remember, like we talked before, like We're not going to be very intact be, if you yeah, don't just show up right quick. Yeah. Um, but being, we talked about this before, like being Jewish doesn't mean expert in medical stuff, right? Yeah. This is all just, this is all dogma. Yeah. Right. Of a different, of a different flavor. So, but yeah, so organ donation in Judaism is not a thing. Okay. Because they have to but be But being intact. intact is that, that. A puddle is it intact. It doesn't take very long for a human body completely decompose into nothing. But if you're, even if you're a puddle, you're an intact puddle. <laughs> no? What about when the bugs start eating you and they take away pieces of you? I then don't you're not know. you intact anymore. Are they Jewish bugs? When a bugs? worm crawls into your arm and crawls know. out your other, your other arm on yeah. the other side, he's taking a little bits of you the whole time, you're no longer intact. Are the bugs kosher? <laughs> I don't know. That was horrible. They're eating kosher. I'm a, bad, eating you, right? I'm a bad person. Um, okay. So let's move on to our next uh, news story. So um, hijab, Barbie, fine. Who cares? Yeah. But don't delude yourself that it's a choice. Um, let the girl, let your daughter, yeah. whatever color or creed she may be, choose the Barbie that she wants. If she wants a hijab, Barbie... Get her the hijab Barbie. Yeah. If she wants the G.I. Joes next to the Barbie, 
get to the GI Joes next to the Barbie. If, oh, I almost, um, if your son wanted hijab Barbie, would you buy it for him? Yeah. Really? Why? Because it's, yeah. But what, what would you, how would you explain the, the hijab? It's a, it's like a hat. But but would you like at what point would you go into it and say so? Does let's it come say, off? I don't know. It doesn't say. It doesn't say. There was a picture, and it looked. It didn't look like it came off. Okay, we got him a Cabbage Patch doll. Okay, it was a boy Cabbage Patch doll. My wife was all about Cabbage Patches when she grew up, so she goes, "We gotta get him a Cabbage oh, Patch yeah. doll." Yeah. One of my nieces was too. It call it Garbage Pail Kids. Was it? <laughs> I used to have those cards. Um... It didn't stay dressed for long. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and I kept putting the clothes back on, and they kept finding it naked again. So if this thing comes off, she's not going to be wearing it very much. <laughs> oh, okay, interesting. All right, that's a that's an interesting point. <laughs> but he hasn't played with um with uh like we he used to, when he was in daycare, he had a little stroller that he'd put um a doll in and he'd stroller it around, but then he'd pick the doll up by the head and drag it around. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> getting in touch with Neanderthal roots. So it's just like, okay, you're not watching the baby by yourself. Um, but uh, <laughs> what are you doing to your brother? <laughs> but I mean, that was just that didn't that didn't last very long. Okay. And now he's, I don't know if it if it's TV or if we are raising him <clears throat> as a boy, but he turns he finds a twig and it's a gun. Oh, um, interesting. He, okay. He 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 throws rocks and acorns and pine cones and he says a pine cone's like a bomb or all this stuff like i don't know if it's if it's youtube's influence or if it's a, like he even chooses games on the tablet like he downloads games that are very violent there's mm. guys like you know fighting games and stuff like this i don't tell him what to download he goes and finds himself the stuff himself oh, okay so but he also does still like like he was over at my parents place this weekend and they don't have on-demand TV, so you just watch whatever's on the cartoon station. Oh, okay. And it was, a, I guess, what you'd classify as a girl cartoon. It's these fairies that are all made up and they're sure. doing, doing whatever. Like and God. He, <laughs> and he totally watched that without any issues. So, okay. I mean... Yeah, it's just on again, off again. But, I mean, if he has his choice, he'll watch anime or something that's, you know... It's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles... I think would be classically a boy type thing to watch. Sure. Yeah. Um, so he's always watching, you know, violence and fighting and stuff like that. Hmm. So, I mean, his brother is only two, but much more rough and tumble, much more boyish than my older son. I guess you wait and see what happens. Yeah. Okay. But he will be the, the, the fight instigator for sure. The younger one. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He's going to pound the snot out of you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get on to our next uh, story. Yeah. From, guess. Christian Week Magazine. There you go. November 17, 2017 by Billy Hallowell. Thank you for having a name I can pronounce. Um, so, Fox and Friends host. Oh, my God. I can't. Ainsley. Just don't say the word Fox. Ainsley Earnhardt shared a powerful message about her miscarriage. That child is in heaven. All right, let's like read this. It's like all the uh, other aborted fetuses that you like to yell about. Let's read this bile. Um, Fox and Friend host Ainsley Earnhardt appeared on the Billy Hollowell podcast this week to discuss motherhood and 
her new kids book through your eyes and her perspective on the miscarriage she suffered before conceiving her daughter Hayden. Earnhardt, 41, discussed how raising her daughter had been a profoundly special gift and um, and she dove deep into it after her miscarriage experience, <clears throat> offering a hopeful message to other women who had also faced the same tragic loss. We had a hard time conceiving, she said. Uh, we tried for not quite a year. And we got pregnant, and we heard the, the heartbeat. We said, oh, this is amazing. We went for the appointment, went for the next appointment, but then we didn't hear a heartbeat. Mm. We had had a miscarriage. A year is not really that long. To, to be, be trying? trying? No. It's really not. not I mean, really. some people some, some people try for, for several years before they even like begin to think about fertility yeah. treatment. I can relate, brother. Um, Earnhardt said that situation was really, really sad, but that she prayed to God for a healthy child, and after running tests on the fetus, after the fact, she knows that the baby was not viable. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I know that child is in heaven. And I know that I'll see that child again. It was a little girl, she said. How the fuck do they know that after... You can't fucking sex a child well, at that age. How, what, do, do they know how far along it was? No, but they said they only went for two appointments. Well, they went for an appointment, they found a heartbeat, and then they went for two more after that. I don't think they knew. We don't know how old it was. It might have been a lo- a far enough along to determine I want to be mad at her. <laughs> you can't be mad at somebody who went through a miscarriage. I mean, come on. Yes, I can. You know. No, but listen, we're going to talk about this. <sighs> I know that child is healthy and perfect and pure and wonderful, and I will get to meet her one day. Well, depending on how far along it was, it's going to be a pretty awkward meeting. Exactly. <laughs> you have to be really gentle with that hug. <laughs> it's going to look like a dolphin. <laughs> or, or, yeah. Um, okay. Now, I don't well, want to... just it. A human fetus and a dolphin fetus at a certain age, yeah. you can't tell the difference. Okay. Now, I don't want to make light over a person's loss. And it's some horrific. people may be saying... It's a horrific loss. It I mean, is. It is. And, and the further along yep. in the pregnancy she was, the worse, the worse it gets. Yeah. And Shannon and I went through it, and it's not cool. Yeah. Meredith and I went through it. Yeah. But, so, a lot of people are saying, like, why the fuck do you care? Like, why do I care about this? Because the bitch is writing a fucking kid's book, and she's going to be fucking teaching this bile to other children. Yeah. And she's going to be fucking up the kids' brains. That's why I give a shit. Teach kids fucking objective, verifiable, and more importantly, falsifiable, falsifiable fucking facts. Yeah. Don't fill your kid's head full of fucking wishful bullshit just because you think it's true, and you've never cracked a book except one that says, the good book. Fuck you. <laughs> Tell I, us how you really feel, Michael. I this it pisses it pisses me off. You know, I I thought about, you know, because okay, so in talking with so after Shannon and I went through this, right? Um, I had to have a discussion with my daughter, mm-hmm. right? I wanted to have a discussion with my daughter about it, and it was just very matter of fact. This is the thing. Da 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 da. Now, okay, so she's writing a kids' book, right? So, and that's a bigger deal. Because some people say, oh, it's just a kid's book. No. <laughs> that's the, a kid's book. That's the fucking problem. Yeah. The fucking problem is, is that she's going to be, and fuck is she to write a fucking kid's book? Exactly. But she's going to be writing this shit, and other people are going to buy it, and they're going to be reading it to their kids, and they're going to be teaching their kids that it's fucking true. Yeah. And that's where the root, that's where the root problem is. 
that's where the root fucking problem is. Because when I had the discussion with my daughter, it was very, now my daughter was also older, but it's like, this is what happened and total fucking sucks. But yeah, so here it is. And period, end of sentence. Mm-hmm. You move on, right? Take some time, it's painful, but you move on. Um, yeah, and you have to move on, you have to be fucking grounded in reality. You can't just fucking be all, well, I'll see the baby again one day. Um, look, that may be true. It might be true. I can't, I don't know that it isn't true, but come on. It's highly unlikely. Yeah, it's highly, <laughs> everything that we know, everything that we can show says it ain't true. When is it? Well, I guess it's. At the immediate moment of that the sperm breaks through the wall of the egg that a soul is implanted? Or is it some point during the mitosis of the cells? Um, so I'm going to have to use my phone a friend lifeline here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get the Pope on the phone. At what um, point is a soul idea. injected into this, into this being? Well, and it's funny. At, and it, what point, like, because they say life starts at conception. Okay. At what point during conception? When the sperm binds the egg? When the sperm breaks through the egg wall? When the sperm head detaches and releases its DNA into the egg? When the DNA from the father combines with the DNA of the mother? At what point during conception is life affirmed and a soul endowed? And what happens if they split and become twins? Yes. Is another... Oh! Another yep. send out another Oh, well, we need another soul? Okay. All right. All right. One's on the way. And what happens if that egg doesn't properly implant into the uterine lining and it's flushed out with the period? Right. What happens then? Pull the soul back. Oops. Can you recycle souls? <laughs> <laughs> or is that one now... In heaven. I don't know. Is that, that like egg? A, is that egg now in heaven? I don't know. But is that like, like so? A big pile does God have a green bin? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I went there. Um, I don't know. But it's it's just so. There's ridiculous. little eggs floating around in heaven. It's just so. It's just so ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. Like That's what pond. I wanted to know. Is at what point is a soul? Boom. Okay. Now it's now it can have a soul. Yeah. And, and um, well, never mind. This is something. Eh. Like Blake Genta, like he's 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 a he's an old Earth believer. Yeah, I don't know if he's a creationist or not. Um, but I mean, he he believes in he common believes, descent. He, he said he believes in like 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 Jesus was a real person who rose into heaven, died and yeah. rose on the third day. But how far does his belief go into the whole mess of it? Well, he admitted that he that he can reconcile common descent. I don't know how, how you go from creation. I don't know how you get from creation to common descent. You don't. Well, I don't know, but that's why I'm gonna I'm gonna keep poking. And if him. you have, if you do, if you're, if you are an old Earth believer, and you believe that we came from an ape-like common ancestor, as the other great apes did, right. we have souls, but apes do not. Where? Did, well, At th- what point did this? Did they exactly. say boom? Okay, now this yeah. one gets a soul, you're but human. this one doesn't. Yeah, you're human. Your yeah. father didn't have a soul, but this one does. Yeah. At what point? Poor daddy. I don't know. It's just, the whole thing is, like, how do you... 
you can't sit and think about this and come to the conclusion that God is real. You cannot. <laughs> I did it myself, and I've done it several times since then. You cannot. Did they? My brown, my brown friend is turning red. <laughs> um, they, they are, they are morally incongruent. You can't. They, they are parallel lines that do not intersect. I'm right there with you. Hey, let's talk about um. Uh, so this is not a feel good story. Oh, uh, great! But it's funny. Okay, I can laugh. All right. So this is from Christianity Christianity Today. Okay. Making the unclean clean. Now I did not write this. Is this circumcision? No, no, no! I did not write this. You ready for the fucking subheading? Oh Jesus! You better fucking hold on to your seat. Seeing God's redemption in a toilet bowl. <laughs> I did not write this. I swear, this just came off the fucking website. Are they using um, a new toilet duck? <laughs> um, this was... Seeing God's redemption. <laughs> I don't... I had a pretty big shit yesterday. <laughs> That's right. I don't know how... This made it through the editor. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> How am I supposed to read this? With a flick of the wrist, the mess disappears. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> this is. I did. I this is this this is this is this was on the website. <laughs> this isn't a clever infomercial or late night television. But it's what happens to feces in the United <laughs> States when you flush your toilet. <laughs> Christianity Today. Wow. Uh, keeping us informed. I vividly remember visiting Najapa, El Salvador, a community unconnected to wastewater to a wastewater treatment plant in 2008. Kids, now this is this took a turn. I, yeah. Fucking quick. Kids ran barefoot and jumped in the water. Liquid household waste emptied into the street and mixed with garbage, splashing their friends. Exposure to waterborne pathogens such as bacteria, viruses, protozoa, uh, and worms can increase the likelihood of becoming ill. So this went from a flick of the wrist on a nighttime TV thing <laughs> to watch out for bad diseases. So he, so he believes in the germ theory of disease. Um, hang on. You know it's just a theory. Um, and then now the next paragraph goes right back to Fucktown. <laughs> Takes a U-turn and goes straight back to Fucktown. Um, yet, as a wastewater engineer, what I've learned is God is in the business of redeeming things. Yes, even what we think is unclean. Rather than viewing wastewater as a waste to be discarded... A new paradigm for sanitation is recovering beneficial new resources from wastewater, nutrients, energy, and water. What, is, what do these things have to do with each other? I really Not don't know. Not a fucking thing. He started out with flushing the toilet, and then he's going on to people in poorer parts of the world that yeah. don't have sanitation, back to reclaiming affluent water. Yep. Is it affluent? Is that what it's called? Um, I think so. And uh, and then making it potable water again. Here we go. As Christians, 
we know that our sin can never be, or that our sin can have profoundly damaging effects. What? Sometimes we don't see or think about it. This guy's all over the place. But just a quick flick of the wrist, God can clean your sin. Wait, is taking a shit a sin? No. I don't know what he means. <laughs> he's, he's all over the place. I found this story and it made me laugh. <laughs> Where does he come from taking a shit to go so, into sin? So. Where does the sin come in? What he's talking. What, so after reading this about six times, I think he means that our, we shit out sins <laughs> and they go away and we don't think about them. But the sanitation plant cleans them. Cleans our sins? Yeah. No, it's a, so shit is an analogy for sin. Follow me here. Follow the bouncing ball in this, in this idiot's mind. And then our sins are like shit. We do them and we don't think about them, but just because like with a flick of the wrist, God cleans them. God is a wastewater plant. <laughs> okay. And God is, God is a sewage cleaner. <laughs> That's all so I God got. So God takes all our shit out of the water and then we can drink it again. Yeah. He makes it clean. Okay. Or he just... Okay. Flick... Listen. <laughs> listen. No, I, but like... I didn't write this. He goes from one sentence to, to all, the, all of a sudden talking about sin. Yeah. Okay. I don't... Neither do I. <laughs> but it made me laugh. I'm lost. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. So, our sins are shit... And our shitty sins. Yeah. And God cleans our shit. Okay. So he's likening taking a shit to committing a sin. Yes. And then the wastewater plant cleans the water and, but God is the wastewater plant cleaning the shit. But I thought we're, I thought we're not supposed to sin. But we ask for forgiveness. We do. Cause we sin all the time, right? So asking forgiveness is, is akin to flushing. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. Um, this, this is a real tenuous allegory yeah. here. I mean, what, uh, or a simile, whatever. I'm going to reach out to Kevin Orner, who wrote this. He's And say, there. WTNF. I don't think you want to give this guy a way to contact you. <laughs> oh, no. Well, you might be right. He might infect your mind you with whatever right. he's got. And then, that, I'll, and then is, I'll need a wastewater plant. That is tenuous, the... the, the that's a tight the rope ties, to walk, man. Yeah, the ties between taking a shit and committing sin and then cleaning it and... Yeah. I don't know. Um, okay, let's move on to a happier story. Interesting. Not really. No, not really at all. Um, Ann Baylor. Who? What? Ann Baylor. Ann, okay. Yeah. This is from CBN News. Christian Broadcast. Christian Broadcast Network. Yes. Pat Robertson. Uh... People will find Jesus at the Museum of the Bible. Yes. So remember we talked about the Museum of the Bible in Washington? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Um, okay. Ann Baylor, known by many as Aunt Anne, founder of the famous pretzel shop. I didn't know that was a thing. Okay. Celebrated the it's opening. It's famous, though. It's famous. Celebrated the opening of the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. on Friday. It's open now. Great. The entrepreneur and sought-after speaker is a member of the museum board. 
I wonder if they get a deal on pretzels. <laughs> I just, I'd made Dean spit his drink out almost. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting 34 episodes to make that happen. It's not going to happen today. Oh, man. That was a good one, but yeah. Okay. They get a deal on pretzels. All right. So she says, I believe that visitors, when they come here, they're going to sense the truth of the Bible. Baylor told CBN News. Which page is that on? Of the Bible? The truth? <laughs> the truth part. <laughs> um, so if you open up the Bible where it says printed at so-and-so, I think I can believe that. I'm pretty sure the Bible was printed at yeah. whatever Blamo printing house. I believe that. Yeah. That's about it. The rest of it's it's downhill from there. <laughs> yeah. So the, the title page, from the title page on, yeah. pretty incredible. Um, she says the board has many discussions about how to present the Bible to the public and always came back to the same place. You're not going to believe this paragraph. Mm. Okay. Listen. Carefully. I'm listening. We believe that the Bible speaks for itself and you cannot read the Bible or come here, come to this place without understanding that Jesus is the word of God and he is the Bible. And so our prayer and our discussions were based on the fact that as people come here, the word of God stands alone. It is truth and it does not have to be propped up by any of our opinions about it. The word of God speaks for itself, she says. Um, Jesus is the word of God. Jesus is the word of God. There's a whole bunch that happens before Jesus shows up. Yeah. <laughs> this is, so I like a good salad. <laughs> but this particular word salad leaves me feeling hungry. Because <laughs> um, it lacks substance. Um, yeah. Jesus is the word of God. Yeah, I Jesus he, is the word of God. I thought he was a person. Nope. She repeats again. She told CBN's David Brody, who reported on this story live from the museum, I really believe that Jesus is the word of God. I'm not a debater or a <laughs> theologian, she said, but my opinion is that Jesus Christ is the Bible... And that's just what I believe. She needs to get her, her terms straight here. Yep. Between word yep. and person and book. People that come here and they, if people come here and believe, they will find him because he is the word of God. It has to be true. She said it three times. It's like Beetlejuice. <laughs> well, if people go there, they're going to find Jesus, right? Is he wandering around? It's like, where's Waldo? I found him. Like, where's Waldo? <laughs> right? Um, I don't. I, I. Is there a prize? <laughs> is this like the ultimate Cracker Jack uh, toy? That's awesome. There's, Jesus is the Word of God. That's a new one. And word is capitalized, so you know she meant it. <laughs> Come the whole on. Word or just W? W. The word of uh, God. G, capital G. Word. Um, yeah, Jesus is the word of God. Yep. 
Jesus about, is the Bible. Yeah, and Jesus is the Bible. Yeah. So what about the First Testament? The, sorry, the Old Testament. What are you asking me for? That didn't. That Jesus wasn't in that one. Hey, um. If Jesus is the Bible, then the Old Testament is not is not a, is not the Bible. Hey, Auntie Anne. Um, get close to the microphone here. Um, Auntie Anne, can you uh can you reach out to us at uh, the caRogers.com and uh, fill us in on everything that we're not understanding and uh, send us some pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> please pretzels please yeah yeah that's uh she's um she's fucking the head she's almost as wacky as toilet bowl dude yeah flush <laughs> flick of the wrist <laughs> jesus fuck um okay um <laughs> this is from right wing watch hey i said that the first time right look at that i don't think i've ever done that before kyle mantella from november 17th 2017. <sighs> a weeping Jim Baker is begging people to buy his survival food buckets for the sake of your grandchildren. What? Yep. For the sake of your... Don't do it for Send you. Send me your money for your grandchildren. For the sake of your grandchildren. So obviously he's appealing to... Listen. Old people. Listen. A weeping Jim Baker. Yeah, I remember the last time he cried on TV. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. It's because he fucked he some other chick. Um, and embezzled, what, $180 million or some shit like that? Okay. A weeping Jim Baker brought one of his grandchildren on his program today to beg people to stock up on his buckets. His end-time survival food is the only way to avoid certain death. Can we? Well, there has to be some. You have to, to, you have to be able to avoid the mark of the beast when all hell breaks loose. He says, "If Democrats manage to kill President Trump and regain political power, if they kill our president, or they destroy him, or whatever, if we elect the other side," Baker said, "This is it." I think maybe Trump is here to give us the time we need to get ready. All hell is going to break loose. We're not going to have time. The Antichrist is going to show up with the sign of the mark of the beast. It won't happen without hunger. Hunger is going to be the main thing. Most people don't get it. They don't want to get it. But this is why I'm so obsessed with all of you being prepared. I'm trying to keep a straight face. Baker's wife, Lori, yeah, <laughs> um, w- uh, warned that Christians don't think that they'll ever accept the mark of the beast. And this will inevitably lead to their downfall. Your children and grandchildren will be starving she said, which prompted Baker to bring out his newborn grandson, whom he cradled as he wept, saying, I hear them crying. I've heard them crying for years, and God says, what will you do if these babies are starving? The program then immediately cut away to a pre-filmed segment promoting Baker's $1,500 complete grocery store survival package. Oh, $1,500. $1,500. 
hundred. And he wants to bilk out of old people with grandchildren. Well, um, preppers, right? Preppers would buy this stuff. Who preppers? What's yeah, preppers? like 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 um, end of the world preppers, right? People oh, who build right. bomb shelters. You know, I might actually buy his buckets because of colony collapse. There, we will have a food shortage if bees continue to die, right? And climate change continues unabated. There will be a food shortage. He's right. It's got nothing to do with God, though. Yeah. I don't know. I. I. So he's he has shown his buckets before, right? Yeah, I'm trying to find out how long they last. Like when, what, like, like, there's an expiry date on them. There's well, there's got to be. be. There's got to be. Well, you look that up. Um, people, don't send Jim Baker your money. Come on. It, I mean, the thing is, like, does he actually believe that he is doing something good for people, or is he willfully taking people's money and laughing under his breath? Yes. He has to be, the right? Ladder. The latter. He has to be. He's fucking, as my mom would say, he's crooked as a dog's hind leg. <laughs> he's a fucking liar. He was... He was <laughs> just a, looked it up. What? What? Let's hear okay, it. Okay, there's this, this, this one. Tasty Pantry. Oh, yeah. Um, Deluxe Plus Bucket. $175 for one bucket. Bonus, Christmas tree ornament. <laughs> Randomly chosen. Allow four to six weeks for delivery. Fiesta Pail. $100. Ooh. Yeah, this is... I'm trying to... $325 for six-month Tasty Pantry Deluxe. So what's 1500 bucks? I guess you get more. How much food is that? Total calories, 98,780. Average for... calories per serving, 166. That's not enough to sustain you. <laughs> There's little stars next to it. I don't know uh. what the legend is, but six hundred. <laughs> the first little star bucks. is don't eat this shit. Six hundred and fifty bucks, year for you, tasty pantry bill. Well, I guess that's only for one person, right? Okay. Six hundred and fifty bucks per person for a year of food. Could you eat it? Not for a year. Good lord. Hey, hang on a second. When the end times, when when the the apocalypse comes, okay. The Bible says that Jesus reigns on earth for a thousand years. How many buckets do I have to buy? Yeah. Angus Farms. I don't have enough in my RSPs for this. Black bean burger bucket. Look look at that burger. No. Ugh. That's fucking disgusting. They're and trying you, to make it look good. They they failed. Yeah. <laughs> they they didn't. They're $1,200 for two-year pantry deluxe. Wow. Again, 166 calories per serving that's not enough to sustain you that's not enough okay <clears throat> let's uh let's move on to a canadian story because jim yes please looking at uh, jim baker's buckets is making me oh, um, here we go making me ill time of trouble tasty pantry deluxe three thousand seven hundred dollars how much food is that this special offer you will receive 28 Tasty Pantry Deluxe Plus Buckets. 28. Con containing a total of 10,472 servings, 36 cents per serving, 25-year shelf life, a value of $10,995. 25-year shelf life. That. 
the tribulation is a thousand years. <laughs> How can I possibly have enough food? And you get 12 Christmas tree ornaments. That's nice. Can I eat those too? <laughs> is Jim Baker still going to be selling buckets in year 625 of the apocalypse? Yeah. I'm going to need a restock. <laughs> $3,700. No one has read the. No one that has ever How ordered, much food is in a bucket? It doesn't matter. <laughs> because it can't last a thousand years. No one who has ever done this stuff has ever actually read the fucking Bible where it says Jesus comes down and reigns for a thousand years. Yeah. Well, if Jesus is 25 here... 25 years. No, but don't... What about the rapture? That's all the good people that go up, but if you're not quite there, you stay here. And you stay here for the thousand well, you years. You need an emergency food bucket if you're going to get raptured. What if you don't get raptured? Why wouldn't you get raptured? I don't if you're know. A good God fearing Christian. I ain't getting raptured. <laughs> Neither am I. I'm getting. I am getting. Remember that movie, This Is the End? No. You didn't see that? This is the end. With Jonah Hill. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm the one who gets fucked by the demon. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I'm the one who gets ass raped by the demon. There was a set of books called Left Behind. Oh, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Meredith started reading it. Okay. And she enjoyed them. Okay. And told me to read it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I think I got through the first one. Yeah. It's like my Harry Potter. It was horrible. I couldn't get through it. It was so bad. And it was... Harry Potter's not bad. But, I mean, these books, and they had big section of preachy parts. Really? Yeah. Oh, it was horrible. It's like, this is before I was what I am today, but it was like, oh, how can you ask me to read this crap? So you get a freebie now, right? Because she asked you to read some some crazy stuff. So now you get a freebie. I've or told you can, her to read... Uh, or you can force her to do something she doesn't want to do now. The, <laughs> I, I've told <laughs> her to read uh, Vampire Chronicles. I don't know if she's read all of them, but That'd I think be good. she did. Um, that's a great set of books. Yeah. I can't believe fucking Tom Cruise turned down Vampire Lestat. He turned down $25 million to do the second, the second To play movie. the Vampire Lestat? Yeah. In the movie, the Vampire yeah. Lestat? He turned down, 20, he didn't maybe typecast as Lestat. Okay. Instead um, he got typecast as a weird yeah. fucking Scientologist. before or after he jumped on the couch? Uh, I don't know. But I mean, vamp, the, um, um, Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. Good movie. Great book. Good movie. Yeah. Um, Better book. Of course. It always is. But then they made Queen of the Damned. And it oh, was a bile, piece bile, of garbage. Bile. 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 Absolute piece of garbage. Bile. And the book is amazing. In Queen of the Damned, you understand why... You find out why Lestat's such a prick. <laughs> <laughs> but in the movie... And you, but you end up liking it. Yeah. But in the movie... No. <laughs> In the movie, you want to set his toenails on fire. It's just... It's yeah, ridiculous. The movie had nothing to do with the book. No, it's horrible. And then Aaliyah. Memphis the Devil was the next one, and, I mean, that one is... Like, if I was going to be any kind of religious person, Memnock the Devil is the kind of devil that I would believe in. Yeah. I don't write... I'm going to have to re- redo that one. It's a great one, because he's, he's not opposed to God. He's not evil he's just opposed to god yeah okay every step of the way as people are evolving right becoming more like angels 
I don't remember. The devil goes to God and says, what are you doing? You're making this creation look more and more like us. And women even more so because they're hairless. They're, they have less hair than men. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and then, yeah, and then he's just, yeah, it's, anyway. Hmm. Continue. I was going right. to waste time. If Let's I go on to our next news story. This is a Canadian story from the Religious News Service, the Canadian source for religious news. Okay. So, do you, do you remember reading about Harriet Tubman? Yeah. Yeah. So, Harriet Tubman's Canadian church needs help for repairs. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so, a century and a half ago, a new Canadian church uh, gave freeing slaves a place to worship. Now the sanctuary that welcomed the Underground Railroad, uh, Underground Railroad conductor Harriet Tubman and other escapees needs help itself. The dwindling membership of the Salem Chapel, a British Methodist, uh, say this three times fast, a British Methodist Episcopal Church just north of Niagara Falls, Ontario, has started a crowdsourcing campaign in hopes of raising $100,000. Or the equivalent of $77,000, yeah, blah, blah, in U.S. currency. The congregation wants to shore up the building, which has fallen, uh, fallen into disarray because of heavy traffic and the shifting foundation. Dedicated in 1855 uh, by runaway slaves, um, the church needs cable wires to secure the log frame of the building ahead um, of further repairs. They want to replace parts of the building that are deteriorating or damaged. Um, the Salem Chapel is in St. Catharines, Ontario, um, a spot known as the end point of the Underground Railroad. Now, you're probably thinking to yourself, why the fuck is he reading this? So, I have a pro- I don't. I have a, a lot of problems with this. And to help explain the problems... I'd like to go to the good book. <laughs> um, so, this was the church that was the end of the Underground Railroad. People escaping. Slavery. Correct. Um, At what point in the Bible? So, what I'd like all of our Christian <laughs> listeners to do right now is to open your Bibles to Exodus 21. I'll wait for you for a second. Okay, that's it. It's all the time you get. Exodus 21. You should have that page dog here. <laughs> Exodus 21. And this is from the New American Standard Bible, just because it's easy to read and easy to understand. Exodus 21. Now these are the ordinances which are set before them. Are you listening, people? If you buy a Hebrew slave, he shall serve for six years. But on the seventh year, he shall go out as a free man without payment. If he comes alone, he shall go out alone. If he has, um, if he is the husband of a wife, then the wife shall go out with him. If the master gives him a wife and she bears him sons or daughters, the wife and the children shall belong to the master. If the, if the slave plainly says, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go out as a free man. Then his master shall bring him to God, and then they shall take him to the door, the door or the doorpost, and the master shall pierce his ear with an awl, and he shall serve him permanently. 
Oh my god. Pierce's ear with an awl. Yeah. That sounds lovely. So tell me again why former slaves were so um, happy to worship. Yeah. What bothers me is that these slaves were taken from Africa and their original uh, form of worship was taken from them and replaced with Christianity. Yep. A lot of these people were whatever you call it, voodoo or whatever you call it. Um, they had their own form of worship, their own gods, their own uh, religion. Mm-hmm. And it was taken away and supplanted by Christianity. Yep. Which is why I find it very hard to believe. Like, like a lot of the older, a lot of the, in the southern states, uh, the black people are very, very religious. Yeah. And they go to these huge services and, you know, they have these amazing choirs and all this stuff. But, I oh, mean, totally. they, they, they really grabbed onto this. Oh, yeah. And they totally glommed onto it. completely threw away yep. where they come from. The... There are as many slave owners who used the Bible to justify slavery as there were opponents to slave ownership who used the Bible to denounce slavery. Yeah. That enough right there should be enough for you to say, look at the Bible and say, well, this is fucking book is too contradictory. Chuck it over your fucking shoulder and get on with life. Yeah. Come on. So um, read your Bible, folks. Uh, the Bible is clear. The Bible is very clear. Um, we're not talking about indentured servitude, uh, any shit like that. If you buy a slave, Exodus 21.1, if you buy a slave, not someone who's indentured. And they keep saying, like, I was, I've been listening to people saying, oh, it's not slavery like, like we knew it back in the day in America. It's not that we didn't, like, put people on a boat and bring them here and... It's slavery. It, you the own Bible, these people. Yeah. You were allowed to beat them as long as they didn't die in two days. Yep. It wasn't fun for the slaves. How whether many, you yeah. put them in a boat and take them to another country to be slaves, or whether you just drag them across the floor, across the road to be a slave. They're still fucking slaves. They're still working for nothing. Working their fingers to the bone so they don't get whipped to death. Yep. This is, there, uh. <laughs> He's turning red again. Uh, okay, so time is fading. Let's get on to our last news story. All right. We're going back to Jim Baker. All right? Why? Well, because. So this is also from uh, Hemnet Meta, from the uh, Friendly Atheist blogs. Um, Jim Baker claims... You know, they outlawed Merry Christmas a few years ago. No, they did not. Yeah, they totally did. Did you know it's illegal to say Merry Christmas, said Jim Baker? (laughs) Me neither. But apparently this happened just a few years ago. This is according to televangelist Jim Baker. They outlawed Merry Christmas a few years ago. You couldn't even say Merry Christmas at Walmart. And the Walmart greeters told me that they weren't allowed to say it. But we all started writing, and we did what we had to do. And we changed it, and we're all working together so that we can say Merry Christmas again, and we're not going to lay down and take this. He's not preventing any evidence that it was outlawed either. He's just saying. 
It was never fucking outlawed. <laughs> it's like we he were... might have gone to a Walmart, and the greeter might have said, "We're happy supposed holidays. to say happy holidays, yeah. not Merry Christmas." We're supposed, and yeah. nobody says it's against the law, <laughs> the law. to say a mer- to say yeah. Merry Christmas. And so, you know what? Say whatever the hell you like. So Shannon and I watched the Santa Claus parade yesterday. Okay, right. It's a way we did tradition. We do it every year, and um. Shannon remarked, she's like, this is a Santa Claus parade. Most people were saying happy holidays. Yeah. It wasn't until about halfway through that a bunch of people started saying Merry Christmas. And then more people started saying, we noticed, but we noticed for the first, like, at least half hour of the show, every person they cut to, to say, hi, this is so-and-so. Most of, people, most of them were like young pop stars I'd never fucking heard of. I was like, hey, this is so-and-so made a song, what's this thing that you've never heard of? Um, Happy holidays from our family to yours. And I'm like, who the fuck is that? And Shan's like, oh, don't worry about it. Her favorite thing is, oh, you if you heard the song, you'd know it. I'm like, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't spend any time listening to public, to like popular radio. Um, but anyway, and then about halfway through, I noticed, okay, yeah, they kind of, and then they started saying, more people started saying Merry Christmas. But it's like, I say Merry Christmas. I say happy holidays. I typically respond with something based on the person who's saying it to me. Or what they say. If they say Merry Christmas, I say Merry Christmas back. Yeah. And they I, say happy holidays, I'll say happy holidays back. I just, I don't give a fuck. Like, it doesn't matter. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Kwanzaa, um, hail Satan. <laughs> who cares? It bothers me when they say that, oh, we're not allowed to say Merry Christmas anymore. Nobody has said that yeah. you can't say Merry Christmas. In, in a retail establishment, they're going to want to be more inclusive. So they can sell to everybody. Exactly. And they realize that if someone is either a Muslim or a Jew or a Hindu or... Any one of the other... N- a Jehovah's Witness? Who doesn't celebrate Christmas don't celebrate at all? Christmas. You know, happy holidays. Because even a Jehovah's Witness will get holidays, mm-hmm. right? So have a happy holiday. Right? You're not going to work? Enjoy your holiday. There's yeah. nothing terrible. There's nothing scandalous about that. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Um, but be, we could start getting ticketed. <laughs> Jim, Jim, Jim Baker said so. So, Jesus, fuck. An hour and 18 minutes. Oh, wow. Time has flown by, my friend. Yeah, we kind of get off track, and I got into a couple of rants. It was good, though. No, it was all good shit. I don't give a fuck. Um, well, I think that's... We'll get to a... We'll have to do a fallacy next week, because it is 10 after 9, and I have to get up in stupid amount of hours. Stupid meaning not a lot of them, <laughs> sadly. Shannon's not home tonight. I have to go to bed Yeah, I know. I know that she wasn't yeah. here. She's doing a work thing. She's doing a work thing to... Make all the money to buy me a 9-11 one day. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love you, my baby. I love you. She's not uh, listening. She told me she listens more now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yep. I kind of guilted her. And Meredith I kinda... stopped listening. What? Yeah, I know. Meredith, listen. Come on. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, woman. Know your <laughs> place. <laughs> oh, that... <laughs> You better hope she just listen to this now. <laughs> Beat the shit out of you. That was my South African coming out. Yeah. Um, no, but I think uh, I think sometimes, well, my rants get to be, my rants can be a lot. And I think sometimes Shannon gets it coming and going. Like, she hears it all the time. It's, it's, it's my entire fucking yeah. life. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, anyway. 
But no, she said she listens more now, and I kind of guilt her. And I'm like, you never listen. She's like, I listen now, and so you know. But I mean, it's hard because she only has a certain amount of time, and I think she tries to decompress on the train, which is about the only time she has to decompress a little bit. And work's been psycho busy for her, so I kind of get it. But I still want her to listen anyway. I listen just to to check the sound quality and see if what we're saying is yeah, I is mean, normal. Yeah, and I listen too because that's the only way we get downloads. But no. Uh, <laughs> But no, I listen too because I'm, I always want to hear it and I try to imagine that I'm somebody else listening to it. So I, have, I try to insert my dissociative personality disorder into that and, uh, and then evaluate it and think, oh, we could do this better. We could do that better. Of course, yeah. nothing we can do better because we're fucking awesome and perfect. But <laughs> and no. We're not God. No, we're not God. <laughs> we're not God. Are you God? Um, remember that from Religious? Ken Ham saying it to, are you God? Yeah. I have a book. <laughs> Fuck off, Canahan. Um, all right. I think that's enough. That's an hour and 20. I think that's enough trouble for us to get into for one week. All right. <sighs> so until next week, uh, stay safe out there, everybody. Uh, I have been Michael. I have been Dean. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This has been The CA. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please drop by the iTunes store and give us a review and subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they release. Just a reminder, the views expressed on this broadcast are solely those of the hosts and are for entertainment purposes only. Never take advice from two guys expressing an opinion on a podcast. That's just silly. See you back here soon.